Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Not live, not until post, you know, um, pandemic. And if this voice sounds familiar, it's Duran back in the moderator seat for like the first time in like, what, six months, I think. Uh, we have all the tea shade sass and more coming up for you in the next couple hours so be sure to stay tuned y'all yes it's time for queer state of mind on radio free brooklyn new york city's home for queer people of color to gather and talk join us for all the latest news pop culture talk and more from qpoc perspectives and all the tea, sass, and shade you can handle. Listen in. And tell us what you think on Facebook at Queer State of Mind. And on Twitter and Instagram at QSOMNYC. Yes. All right, y'all. So for right now, it is just Micah and I. No, I'm here. Oh, okay. You're here. here. Okay. Okay. Okay, girl. Okay. Hey, girl. I just thought you say because you had work to do. I thought you were going to be quiet for a second. Um, but yeah, it's okay. So it's me, Micah, and Say New. You know the 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 trio. Uh, yes, Destiny's Child, the third uh, iteration. <laughs> no, no, girl. I always in the point of so never Destiny's Child. Mm-mm. I said Destiny. I said what I said. And I said what the fuck I said too. <laughs> okay, if you go, if you gonna come in that hot girl, at least show your face. <laughs> Ooh, I don't mind showing my face. And I was here because, honey, like in the words of a great poet, honey, I'm not always there where you call, but I'm always on time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's that gonna was... come back and hunt you, right? Yeah. Uh, understanding line. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's just it's just the three of us from oh, now, but I'm pretty sure the um, the ladies are gonna um, trickle in at some point. Yes, oh, actually, yeah. I see one trickling in right now. Is that Sam uh, or no, Rebecca? It's, it's Rebecca. It's Rebecca. That's not Sam. Ronaldo, is that you? Hey. Hey, bitches. Hey, girl. Hey. hey. Okay. Every girl's, like, using their nicknames right now, I see. Her new names. I don't know. Um, <laughs> all right, y'all. So we're actually going to go um, straight into the song of the week. I mean, I guess, like, there's... A couple of songs of the week because we only have four tracks on this episode. Uh, we're going to start with Kelly Rowland's new song, Crazy. This is Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. And we'll be right back in a moment. So stay tuned, y'all. Yes. I'm gonna be crazy 
shit crazy. I ain't really been getting like any sleep lately. Breakup, makeup, relationship, shake it. Hate you, love you, fuck you, pay me. All day, all night, baby. What would be together? Well, I say maybe. Some days were cool, some days just shady. But I can't fake it, fake it, fake it. Love's addicting more than a drug. When you're gone, it's like taking air from my lungs. I need you so much, it scares me. Hooked on you clearly. No matter what I do, boy, I'm full. But if I'm gonna be crazy, crazy for anything. crazy a new song correct Micah? Yes. i think it just like just came out like this week or something it's okay it's cute it's cute right yeah i think I, hey hey sam okay so everybody's here everyone's Hello. here yes all five of us and so yeah we're just gonna get straight into it um this is my like i said my first time moderating i think in six months so it feels kind of weird actually um being back in this seat Ooh, well, welcome back. You know, okay. <laughs> Thank you, girl. That's okay. <laughs> that was just, I guess, a natural reaction. <laughs> Thanks, Micah. Um, thank you all for having me. Um, so, yeah, we're going to start off with our weekly check-ins. You know, I have, a, I guess, a couple of questions, but we're going to start off in, you know, generally speaking with how everyone is is doing we can start with our ladies we'll start with you sam if that's okay um how's your how how have you been as of late um yeah like are we doing highlights lowlights um just give a holistic view yeah um, a holistic view I've yeah very uh i've been okay just kind of like teetering on that level mm. um you know I'm just feeling like a weird shift in the in the in the in the air, and I can't really place it. So it's not necessarily. Oh weird, yes. <laughs> but I do feel like a little um, imbalanced right now, and I think that's just like the way oh. I feel at the moment um, for whatever's coming next. But yeah, that's that's where I am right now. So you're in between the the high light and the low light. Yeah, I've been having some the middle light. I've been having weird weird dreams, right? They're not bad, just strange. And then I'd wake up feeling very unsettled. <laughs> oh, like it's all that Lovecraft country you've been watching. Uh, we're going <laughs> to get into that later in the, uh, in the episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that, Sam. But I'm glad you're at least, at the very least, doing okay. You know? Yeah, I have a feeling I need to be going through this right now for a reason. I don't know what it is yet, but that's the feeling mm. I have. So I'm just going to go with it. Got you. Got you. Got you. What about you, Ronaldo? 
Rebecca? That is your, your cooking name, right? It is my cooking name. Yeah, Ronaldo Kimnessa Jenkins, honey. <laughs> start with your um your your um low let's start with the low light and then go into your hot light. Low light. Um ooh, if, the, if fact there is I, the fact that I gotta think about it is like, ooh, that's positive. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think that I have a low light um for the over the past week. Um mm-hmm. just general busyness. We have um some family members in town mm. that uh, cousins that we are really, really close to that um, ended up having a premature baby while visiting us. So baby's doing well, mom's doing well, but they are not at their house that they're at our house. So I'm just really glad that we were like in a position to be able to help them. Um, mm. Baby's still in NICU. She's doing well, but you know, she's still in NICU. So um, we're just getting them through that. So, but um, yeah, but so I don't think I've had really time necessarily to like think about anything low point. I am, uh, you know, every time I turn on the freaking news or the TV and Donald Trump's face comes across it, I want to just pull my hair out. But other than that, you know, I'm just over it. Um, Now I am having a very positive response to Sam's lipstick and earrings tonight. Yes. Some glasses and the scarf. You are giving me yeah, new everything. Oh. Ooh. Oh, fabulous. You're red. You look fabulous. So, honey, I love when pretty people show up looking pretty, honey, and it's beat. You so. gotta, you gotta wear your, your cute shit now. Cause we don't know if we're ever gonna be able to go outside like this again. Okay. <laughs> See. Putting on my cute shit. Right. in the house. Hell yeah. I'm getting my hair done. I'm getting crochets put in because this mohawk is cute. And I'm gonna keep the mohawk. However, I'm gonna go. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I need to protect the style, but I want like a bigger Afro situation. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I, love mean, it. I, I don't really have anything serious necessarily. I'm just sort of riding the middle and just trying to keep my head above water. And I feel good about that place because, like this week, I can't even think of a low point. So I'm, I'm happy in that. So. Got you. Got you. And what about you, uh, uh, Posey? Um, what is your 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 low light. We're going to start with the negative and then go into the positive. Okay. Um, so I don't know if it's really a negative. It started off as a negative. I had to mm. clap back at a coworker this week. Oh. <laughs> and, like, you I know, know honey, we know all about that. Wait, was... Message me. Message me in the chat who it was. All right, I will. <laughs> well, just a reminder, we work in the same place. So this yeah, is really yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll do it after the top. Um, okay. So it was this coworker. Um, we were working very closely on this project, and um, they have been very passive aggressive with me. And I, I think after our previous conversation about bullying, I just had to like be like, "What? So you don't think I can do my job?" And I said, I said it so Ooh. bluntly that she was like, "Oh no, no, that's not what I meant. I trust you." Da da da. And I was like, "Exactly." So let me do my job. And ever since then, things have gotten a lot better. Um, um, so she also, so I think it's like, so this particular coworker, um, like they, they, I don't want, I, I don't want to give what too much information away, but like they're like, I, I, I wonder if some of the, the issues we have with each other is because I'm, I'm a black guy, um, and she's not a black male. Um, she doesn't talk to anyone else that way except me. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, because you won the girls also, you know, could be many layers, could be yes, many layers. Yeah. Layers. Yeah. However, don't start. I'm not going to. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. We don't have to worry about that because, you know, the position a certain girl is in this week. Right. <laughs> Me, artist. But, um, but, yeah, so I mean, kind of into a highlight. And then I think in terms of actual highlights, um, I mean, I'm in the process of 
moving apartments, which is like super exciting. Um, yay. Um, so super excited. I mean, we should, I, I should be fully moved in in next week or so. Um, it's a really cool spot, really cute spot. I mean, but I'd love to have you all over, you know, once we're all settled and, you know, we're at least like, you know, so socially distanced little thing because there's an outdoor space. So even better. Um, so yeah, no, that's really it for me. Like, I'm just like really, I'm just looking forward to that. Um, but also like you, Sam, I've had some weird dreams lately and I don't know if it's because of like, I don't know if it's a combination of Lovecraft Country, Mercury Retrograde, and who knows what else, but I'm also having some like weird dreams. So I hope it. <laughs> the 2020 elections, everything, girl, everything. <laughs> everything. Energetic shifts and whatever, just like yeah. we're, all just, we're all just riffing off of each other. Yeah, this is true. Well, before I get into mine, we're going to, obviously go to miss karma what was your um what has been your as of late your low light versus your highlight what's been going on with the karma well my low light's not really a low light it's mm -hmm. more of a um um the people say this thing you pay on the front end or you pay on the back end so last night i had a very good session with my sister a good old flap session. Me and Miss uh, Ronaldo came next to Jenkins. We flapped. We drank on uh, uh, WhatsApp. We had a good old time. Me and Rebecca had one old kiki last night. Down. Um, well, it's not a low light because I don't want to say this is a low light. I have to make sure that I... Uh, a lot of things that people don't understand, especially when you come from an African family, is you actually support your family. And a lot of people don't don't understand that. So let's just say girls are coming to collect. And every girl's trying to reach up in the purse to get something. So that's that's a big that's a big thing with um, African people, uh, in the sense that um, so I have to, you know, send some money home and work hard and they don't understand that I work hard in America. They just think I'm living like this beautiful, great life fabulous but i can't really downplay them because i know where i come from even though when i was living where i was living i was living a very great life a better life than i live here funny enough um but that's not a low part of your position but that's just part of it now i do have great news that i'm not sharing on air because mm -hmm. i'm not jinxing it because i have been making moves that girls don't know i've been making my micah just got privy to one of those moves um because he texts me so i will i've been calling rebecca i'll let you i'll let you know like after the show but let's just say that um sometimes you just have to wait and then you get what you want and today i finally i got what i want uh specifically from here where, where you see me sitting right now there's something extra into it that um um, in that sense. So it's great. I've, I'm having a good day despite, you know, me coming in a little bit hot girl, I was just moving around a little bit. So, but it's actually been a good week and I'm enjoying my good week in this, in, in the sense, um, before I, let me stop flapping real quickly, but it's always weird to me when I'm good things are happening to me. I just kind of brace myself. Like I'm never like giddy. I'm like, yeah. all right. Or you but, don't fully trust it. No, I trust it. I just know there's something around the corner because there's, there's always something around the corner. Huh? There's always a girl, hey, bitch, don't forget. <laughs> there's, there's always a, a hey, bitch around the corner, honey. <laughs> that around the she, corner. Yeah, you know who she is. T turn the corner tonight when you go to the, grocery, when you go to the, uh, the bodega. You're going to see her. Hey, girl, hope you didn't forget about me. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm having a good week so far. It's only Wednesday. Yes, and, yes. And the flapper's coming to town. One of my best friends. On Saturday. <gasps> oh! 
Real quickly, Duran, the flapper's coming into town. The flapper's going to be where? Not even a block from you, next door to you on Saturday. So we'll be kicking it. The flapper's going to be next door at <gasps> eight, on Rockaway, on the corner. Yeah, so Ooh. anyway, go ahead. You know, what? Well, we got to talk about that because I think that uh, relates to one of our stoop situations that happened over the summer. Anyways, um, oh my gosh. You know, it's weird, you know. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a journalist, y'all. Without, <laughs> you know, like when you're interviewing someone, like it's weird to then be interviewed. Like journalists hate to be interviewed, so I didn't even think about my own question. Uh, putting together this rundown and everything like that, even though this is a weekly question that actually Micah came up with last week in the specific word. So credit where credits hey. due. <laughs> um, but I don't I don't even know what the low light of my my week has been or of like or of what this era has been for me I, I haven't really i guess thought about it maybe it's just because there's so many highlights and so many low lights that it's, they all just kind of start to blend into one another so i guess i'm just i'm indifferent right now but i'm also fine i'm also doing you know i'm doing just fine like um the great poet named mary j blige once said you know i'm doing just fine um, with that being said, um, someone touched on something and it kind of brought up a follow-up question. Uh, we're going to do another roundtable. How have you all been checking in with yourself to make sure that yourself is okay? Oh, that is not a good question, but yes. Start with Posey. I'll go in order, like, from my screen. Uh, if you're ready, Posetta. To answer. I mean, it's not I know that's a heavier I, question, actually. I would just pop a question. I mean, I mean, not be put on the spot. I mean, I think what I mean, I, I notice that when I'm not okay, there's certain, mm-hmm. well, if I'm not feeling this, like feeling okay, there's certain things, certain tendencies I do. Um, and that's, and I, and I realize that since I'm not doing them, I'm generally feeling better. I've been, mm-hmm. I'm barely in a good space. Like, for example, like if I find myself making lots of root beer floats, getting Cinnabon, Making lots of milkshakes, mm-hmm. <laughs> like things that like are comfort foods for me from like from yeah. my childhood. I know that like there's something going on that like I need to address, um, and I haven't had a craving for any of those things lately. Um, so I mean, granted, also Cinnabon's been closed, and I don't like the one that's <laughs> in Macy's, so I don't get Cinnabon. <laughs> Cinnabon don't taste right in New York City, though. It don't. I get to a mall. It's fast food that don't taste right in New York City. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we can get into that as the next topic, actually, really quickly. Fast food in New York although, City. Yes, we're gonna talk about it. Oh yeah. Although I haven't been there occasionally, which has been bad, but it's so good. I just like the new one in Times Square is just uh, with the big old sign. It's so good. Cinnabon. Uh, wait, you don't know about this? There's a there's a flagship Krispy Kreme in Times Square. Oh, the Krispy Kreme. I was just like, I was I didn't hear what which 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 place you were talking about. Oh yes, yes, Krispy Kreme. Because um, I know you love a Krispy Kreme, Micah. Oh, it's so good. Oh. Especially with the, but it's like like that glaze. Oh, I just um, anyway. to work with a big old box. <laughs> I, I did. I do. <laughs> oh, you, I tell you. I remember. I brought that. I brought that the in. The fact like, that this bitch's mouth literally watered. It's so <laughs> I just that's a, that. the sign of a greedy bitch, honey. The sign of a greedy bitch. <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean, that's she how got the I, last waistline though. I mean, facts. Um, but you know, that's how I check in with myself, and like I haven't had those. I haven't mm. had those cravings, and Aren't I think you? that's probably a good sign. Also, I found myself like playing more video games, which again is like my mental, like mm. for me, and I've been doing a lot more, and I think that's been stabilizing for me. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Sam, would you like to go next? 
Uh, yeah, because it'll be pretty quickly. I, <laughs> I like completely forgot everything I've ever read about checking in with yourself and self-care, but I haven't been doing any of it. I've just mm-hmm. been waiting by, holding on to my little bit of sanity, holding on to that little bit of health I got, and just trying to, you know, you know, just be. But no, I haven't been making a concerted effort to check in with myself and and be well intentionally. And I should, I know I should, but it's just not a thing that I've been doing because I've just been I, overwhelmed, I think, with my, with my gotcha. life. Gotcha. I have to be that, you know, that, that girl. Um, how, how do you, how would you go about doing that moving forward? Checking in with yourself. I don't know. Y'all got tips? I don't really know. Like, I feel like the things I want to do. Girl, maybe I was trying to get tips from me. Um, like, you know, I, w- I would travel. I would just take a quick trip. I would do, these are things that we can't do right now. Yeah. Quarantine's yeah. really been cramping my style. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ronaldo. Well, first things first, I got on um, Selexa. But that's, you know, but I told the listeners about that. And mm-hmm. anxiety. So, but I didn't check in with myself because I had lost it. I didn't even know anything was like, you know, going on my sister was like really in tune to like that I wasn't really right mentally. So that, but that was earlier on in the pandemic. So being consistent with taking my medication is paramount for me right now. Um, so I feel really good about that. But, and I even like set a, set a, uh, an alarm on my phone to make sure that like I am, you know, keeping up and things like that. So that's really good. Um, actually I've done, I'm doing all right this week with self-care, which is not something I've been doing a good job with at all. Um, but I think it, because I was, I was in a bit of back pain. So like Monday, I got a massage. Um, so, and I felt good about that. And it, she really was like working. So I've been getting headaches, like these migraines. And I don't know exactly like what's causing them. That's not like a normal thing for me. So I don't know if it's like sinus pressure, stress, whatever, not really sure. So she did a headache treatment on me. If it persists, I will go to the actual doctor or something and get like a CAT scan. I don't know, I'm, I'm not really sure. But that's about, but I'm keeping an eye on it. Um, so I got a massage on Monday. Um, so that was good. And then tomorrow I'm going to um, get my hair done. So I'm really loving that. Yes. But having like tips and tricks on how to like get started with, I'm certainly not the pillar of like example, of good example for like self-care. I'm really not. But I would say um, find something that brings you joy and start small. Because yeah. if you think about like, what in general would like sort of these grand gestures or big gestures for ourselves, it gets overwhelming and then you do nothing. So find one small thing that like brings you some joy. And um, for me, like I had to like put, put it on my schedule. It sounds weird, but I had to like schedule self care. It's ridiculous, but. Yeah. Micah, do you have something that you would like to, to add? Um, yeah, just in terms of like something small to do, um, something that I found that's been really helpful for me during the, during quarantine and COVID is um, I started uh, doing the thing called morning pages where every morning when I wake up, or at least almost every morning when I wake up, I write three pages every day. Um, and just like, just write, it's like as soon as you get up, just like start writing, whatever comes to mind, just let it write. If, you know, once you get used to it, it probably takes maybe a half hour, but just like getting all that stuff out of your head the moment you wake up, it, I just find that it sets, it sets me, it sets me good for the day. Um, it's just, I think it's just like a helpful tool, just like get some things out of your head. So that's something you're into. I mean, I think it's, I think it's a good idea. Oh, one more thing I'm proud about too. I totally forgot about this. Um, so my husband, Richard has been doing, um, 
Um, I said my husband, Richard, for the listeners, not you bitches, duh, obviously. Um, (laughs) He is a personal trainer and he's been doing this whole quarantine. He's been doing virtual workouts on house party, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. And for like, you know, different like family members and like opening that up. Now he's been doing it the whole time since March. Really? I think you did mention this. Yeah, but I just started doing it with him last week. (laughs) Like, girl, I just started talking. I was like, and then I was looking at, I was like, and I dare somebody to say something to me about working out. I don't want to do it. I ain't doing it. I don't care. I know he's out there, but I will be in the house filing my nails while he is out there just running this whole workout. And he was good about it, though. He never, like, looked at me, like, you know, less than or, like, he didn't, you know, he didn't get on me or any. He just made it available to me. And then finally, uh, my jeans decided that they wouldn't fit last week so and those are like my big girl jeans too like the ones when i'm you know whatever so and I, y'all know i keep it today as long as i ain't buying nothing new i got you know when you gotta hold your that's, that's the one like girl i ain't got it i ain't got the coin and nor do i have the time or energy to buy anything new yeah. but it's gonna fit it's gonna fit exactly. <laughs> it's gonna fit i will say this and this is um i will give credit to carmo for this like you know i think you know, he, he like because he brought it up. He made it visible, like how everyone is, you know, allowing people the the time and space that they need to just like figure things out for themselves and not giving a girl too much during the pandemic unless she deserves to be given too much. Um, so yeah, like that just like you saying that about Richard made me think of like Karma when she was just like, yeah, girl, you know, I'm just allowing every girl to work through what she needs to work through the way she needs to work through it. And with that being said. Uh, Miss Carmo, how have you been checking in with yourself? Oh, I'm returning back to my roots. I'm returning back to my roots. I'm returning. Oh, that's what we're doing today? No, no, I mean, like, like, no but to be fair, like. <laughs> Bitch, no, I'm returning back to my roots. I'm returning back to things that people said that I should not do. Things that people were uncomfortable with because they were uncomfortable within themselves and not me. So I'm returning back to things that I do, the things that I love, um, things that I enjoy, um, waking up in the morning, trying to make sure that I'm okay with myself, not taking on other people's emotions, um, just enjoying me because there are things like that I want to do that I enjoy, like, this is very, very, like, bleak, because I knew it was, like, this is a, a, a small example. I knew it was, like, kind of, it was warm on Saturday, one too hot. I couldn't find my long pants, so I wore this outfit. Durant was like, this would be a great summer outfit. I said, yes, but, bitch, you know what? It's warm. I'm wearing it. Sunday, Sunday, right? Sunday, yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes we just have to stop. Mm -hmm. Because ain't no other girl in here. I just, like, I just, I have, I have blocked every other bitch, unless she makes sense from her opinions. Because it does not matter to me because I have to wake up and I have to go to sleep with myself. I'm not going to sleep with her. I'm not waking up with her. Okay. Um, so, but I'm just, I'm just kind of refining myself, um, doing things that bring me joy. Everybody knows that I've gotten back in the DJ thing again, bringing back the old girl. I got a, I got a gig that I'm going to do. I was going to say, pack, pack. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm, everybody knows I'm nervous about it because I'm doing it on the big night and I was talking to Michael about this. I'm not one of these people. That I, don't, I don't jump into things, you know, it's like, especially as an artist. I don't jump into things. Like so to just, be prepared at the very least, to be prepared. Like, but you're like, but, you're not, but, you're, but you're also not an over-preparer at the same time, too. So. No, I've never been an over-preparer. 
but when it comes to things that I have to, I'm actually very, um, this is really funny because speaking with you all, uh, when I am not in somebody else's lane, I'm more laissez-faire. Like, you know, if I would jump into giving a speech, I would jump into like helping kids. I would jump into things that I don't usually do because that's not where I thrive. That's not what mm-hmm. I um, uh, uh, say that I'm good at. I would do that with no problem. If Michael was like, hey, girl, I need you to come and talk to some kids um, and do some stuff because, you know, you, I would be like, oh, girl, not a problem. I don't need to prepare for this. I know what I'm, I'll just jump into it. But when it comes to anything to do with the arts, I'm like, nope, can't look stupid. You know, <laughs> I don't play that game, you know, in that sense. But um, so I'm just trying new things. I'm trying new, I'm trying things that used to bring me joy. I'm trying to find that happiness, that uh, energy that you had when you wanted to like do something. Like when I moved to New York City, when I started singing opera, that um, stress, that good stress, that entertainment stress. So I'm, I'm trying to get back to that. And that brings me joy. You know, that might seem funny but i know rebecca you understand this that the entertainment stress the stress of being like you know let me go perform let me go kill yeah. the kids yeah. it might work it might not so that's where i'm at you know and hopefully i get back 100 percent because this you know we all need that positivity yeah for sure uh, i can't wait for your 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 debut i will say that uh obviously no pressure because i know you're gonna kill it but um with that being said like funny enough like <laughs> Starting to check in with myself with that mental health episode that actually was wildly um helpful and then like the follow-up conversation that uh, me and carmo had um the following morning was also very helpful and like that morning i actually made a plan for myself on things that i were going to do to do to to better myself now there's still some things on the list that i need to get to but i will say that, that um with 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 i'm sorry what was that Rebecca or, or uh, Sam? It was, it was Sam. When, when did we do it? When did you? When did we do it? <laughs> so that was my bad. <laughs> oh, when did we do, I think it was early oh, September. So early September ish. That was unintentional. That that oh, that. sorry. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, uh, with, like, but with with what Rebecca said, like, you know, taking it step by step, you know, doing a little by day little. By yeah. day. Yes. Yes. Uh, underrated '90s bop oh. of a show. John, that episode that we recorded where we were talking about mental health, um, as queer state of mind that we are proving, maybe we're, we are providing a safe space for somebody that sort of needs to. Yeah, for sure. Something and keep it so real and be like, whatever. But when you had that moment and stuff, even on air, I was like, for me, it was positive only because I was like on the other side of where mm-hmm. you were like, just, mm-hmm. you know, every girl gets there, I think through this quarantine. Yeah. I was like, oh, yes, this is great. This is great. This is great. Probably didn't feel good to you in the moment. But for me, I was like, this is really great because this is a breakthrough. And, you know, you've reached a point to where you have to be able to deal and like get exactly. on the Exactly. Exactly. Um, I woke up the next, the next morning with like a huge, like, you know, feeling vulnerable, but also with a huge weight lifted off of my shoulders. And that, that was like the start of that, that journey there. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to do all these things to 
you know, better myself to make myself, you know, not make myself necessarily happy, but, you know, to find, find some happiness in, in all of this. Um, but yeah, like I, I didn't, I didn't realize that I knew that I was like trying to keep it together, but I did not realize how much I allowed things to build up and not just, you know, with quarantine, with the pandemic, but just in general, like, I'm like, Oh, this actually ties into this and this intersects into this. And it all just hit me at once. And I was just like, no, I can't do it anymore. I think Mm. for me, seeing that from you, I always saw that, but, um, I, I don't, you have to know when people are ready for certain things and sometimes people are not. Bitch, I knew you was cracking because I think that you being the field you're in and I understand this, you have this facade that you have to keep. And bitch, I always thought the cracks in your motherfucking gown and the stains on it. Yeah. And even though when I said, bitch, you got to stain No, girl, you saw the deodorant stains too, girl. And I'd be like, girl, no, that's a stain in your gown. No, that's not a stain, girl. You just, I'm like, bitch, no, I know what the fuck that bitch look like because I feel, but you were not ready to hear that or see that. And I think at that very moment, it's like, you couldn't hide it anymore, bitch. You came to the house with a dirty dress, honey, and the girl's like, girl, what's wrong? <laughs> you, you know, go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm gonna say it's like welcome to 30 because like I also had 31. You know, I also had like a, a my 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 face crack at 30. So oh, I remember 30, 30, 30. that. That was funny. I'm yeah. funny at the moment. It was funny at the moment. Funny at it was funny well, retrospect. Fun. Yeah, <laughs> not the time. I mean, I laughed, but you know, it well, wasn't funny. <laughs> but this happens to like you getting older. I think that you you did you you've put too much pressure on yourself for what you think you should have and what you think you should do at a certain point. Mm-hmm. That's gonna happen when it's supposed to happen. Doesn't yep. matter. That's just the way it is. You just have to let that go. In that, and that doesn't mean you cannot work towards it, because I will relate to you in the sense my issue was the fact that things should happen for me at a certain time, but mm-hmm. sometimes I didn't work towards it the way I should have. And that's on me, but that, not that you not work. You can't work towards some shit that is not ready to be given to you yet. Yeah. And this is true. That's a big thing. You know, it's just like, yes, because you do A, B, C, D, F, G doesn't mean you're going to get um, H afterwards. Bitch, I had to think about that with my alphabet. I was going to say F. <laughs> I was going to say F after G, bitch. I was like, oh, don't miss karma. Come on, educate it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so with that being said, I do want to do a quick little, uh, what it, you know, what everyone is drinking, you know, uh, before we go to our quick song break. Does every girl need a, does a girl need a refill? Do I need to play a second song? Okay. So I'm going to add another um, song from Little Mix. Because uh, they're my girl group of this decade. I was like, I, I would explain more of this conversation so I can pull it up when we come back from the music break about why I chose them. You know, they recently had a new song. They've been having, they've been dropping like a new song every week, pretty much leading up to the release of their sixth studio album. They got which six is, albums? Yeah, which is pretty oppressive for a girl group. And we'll talk about that when we get yeah. back from the, um, from the, um, from the actual break. So we're going to play two songs. We're going to start off with the song called Holiday. And then we're going to um, go into Happiness. Both of these songs are, featured on their sixth studio album, which is called uh, Confetti, I think, I believe, yeah. Um, so, with that being said, you're listening to Queer State of the Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn, and we'll be right back in a moment. I know we didn't actually talk about what girls are drinking, but we will do that as soon as we get back. All right, y'all. 
to Queer State of Mind, New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Stay connected with all the tea and more. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash queerstateofmind and follow us on Twitter at QSOMNYC. Yes. Welcome back, everyone. That was a little mix. And we're going to talk about um, Lovecraft Country now. And um, Sam... Oh. Sam is going to give a synopsis of what the show is holistically. Rebecca, I hope we don't spoil it too much for you. All right. You but, ready? Um, you ready? This. No, this is going to get spoiled right now. Okay. Okay. So here oh, we shit. are. It's season it's like, 10, whatever. right? Season oh. 10, we see all these storylines from the past nine episodes converging into the finale, right? Okay. Yeah. So here we, here we are. Christina, you know, the oh, tall white episode antagonist, episode slash protagonist. Love her. Yes. Episode 10, my bad. She's about to get what she finally wants, and that's what she, to do the spell on the autumnal equinox. But she and she needs tick tick blood to do that. She needs all of it. So tick's supposed to, tick set to die. And in the previous episode, it's been predicted that he would do so because they went into the future and they saw um, that he dies because his his son writes about it. Okay, so Christina, right? She has no idea that Tick and company are cooking up a plan, and the, but the gang's racing against time. Okay, so yes. now here we are ancestral wounds are being healed and the power of families coming up you know there's some major themes going on in this episode okay so now they get this in the pre- previous episode they get the book of names in tulsa because they travel back in time to get the book they got the book then the crew uses tries to open the book so they can help d d's a young girl who um had a spell on her right and um they're trying to you know reverse the spell so, 
they, yeah, the Chris Curse that had her looking like the perverted version of a black girl, like it's all, you know, Topsy from Uncle Tom's Cabin. Yes, so she's, yeah. she's morphing back into Topsy again. So now the crew bring, is bringing Diana back um, to, uh, to do the Topsy spell and it's already almost complete. Tick reads aloud the words from the, um, that his grandmother Hattie had given him in a previous episode, a show she gave to Letty to give them to access the book. And as soon as the book flies open, Tick and Letty, they faint, right? They faint and they're transported into this other realm, but it's separate parts of the realm. It looks like hell, right? So we're not quite sure what's going on, but they're not together, but they're in the same place. Um, Tick is meeting with Hannah, who's one of his, who's his ancestor. She's the one who stole the book of names from Titus Braithwaite, right? And Laddie is with Hattie, who she met in the previous episode in Tulsa. Okay, so um, she explains to them that like, um, that Hannah had birthed the ancestral space through her rage. And Hattie's telling Letty not to cripple her son with doubt and tells her not to do what Hannah did when she bound the book out of fear. So now they get all this information. Tick meets his mom in the other realm. They have a very sweet moment. He puts his hand on his lap, cry, sad, also touching. Then Hannah, Hattie, and Tick's mother, right? They come together in the ancestral, in the ancestral space to teach Letty how to read the book and to break the spell on Dee. So now they go back to Fix D and her arms all mangled. Gotcha. Okay. Right. So then they go to the basement. Um, they, they go back to fix her, 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 arm, her arms all mangled, even though they, you know, they, they did the spell and she comes back to normal except with her arms. So this is where we are now. Okay. Then they have to, they get the book. They go to the basement that leads to the tunnel that leads to the space where they have to do the spell that they're trying to do so they can kind of like, you know, outrun Christina in this race. Um, they try to, they need the flesh of someone from the blood who's Titus. They bring Titus back from the dead, this ghost, you know, um, and the ancestors get together. They, they, they do a spell. A lot of stuff happens. They get him. They get the meat from his body. Oh, there's a glorious part where they basically like snatch him back. He gets upset that a black woman dare use a spell, but they use it on him anyway. Um, and then, um, you know, that happens. So a bunch of other stuff is happening in the meantime. Dee's upset at her mom. Gia echoes this iconic line to a white guy in a bar. She says, will you be willing to die to fuck me? I was like, yes, you Camijo, you tell him. And, and that was hot. Yeah, she, that was yeah, hot Then she and Tick reconcile. She joins the Scooby gang. Then Letty brings Ruby in. But Ruby and her, Ruby didn't really join because they, they're having a falling out because Ruby feels like Letty uses her. They all pile up in Hippolyta's car. They head to Artem because this is where this big, the big, um, <laughs> the big event supposed to happen. Okay, so they get to Arda and they split up. They're preparing to cast the binding spell on Christina, right? And um, so she, you know, because Christina, before she can do her ceremony to bring, to make uh, herself immortal by killing Tick. Tick walks into the runes and then he gets taken by all these like white people. Um, then um, Montrose, Hippolyta and Gia get attacked by another crowd. They fight, but they lose, and they get taken to witness Tick, you know, in the ceremony that Christina is doing um, to get the power from him. Meanwhile, Letty and Ruby are in a different part of the, of the, like, the burned down lodge, and they're doing symbols, and then it's revealed that Ruby has been Christina this whole time, and it's revealed that Ruby has yeah. been killed off screen, which um, we can talk about that later. I don't know if that's really, like, if that's, like, a thing for next season or if she's really dead, but I was really sad about that because I think she, she deserves something better. Um, they fight. Christina pushes Letty out the window and seemingly kills her, right? Then back at the lodge, Christina's doing her spell. She slashes Tick's arms, and it was really violent because it was, like, really sad to see him kind of raised up looking like Jesus with his arms outstretched and blood yeah. pouring down on her. 
So it's like, ooh, black man's blood being sacrificed, you know, for the betterment of somebody else, like very Jesus-like, lots of symbolism there. Um, the, it's floating on top of her, the power overtakes her. And, um, and as, that as that is happening, Letty wakes up, the protection symbol is back on her body, though we don't know how or why. Then Letty arrives, right? Just as Tick is dying, they exchange, I love you, I love you. And the lady runs up to Christina, stabs her, right? Chanting the binding spell. But it's, ooh, this is okay, we'll talk about that. But it's not working because the vial didn't really have Christina's blood. Then Gia, realizing that Christina Tick's bodies needed to be connected, she steps into the, the dark cloud that they told her that she mm -hmm. never, you know, that she was denying herself in the previous episode, shoots her tail, connects them, and she sees the final moments of Tick's life. But that caused the spell to work, the spell that um, Letty and the crew were trying to do. And they bind Christina from doing magic, but not just Christina, all white people. Right? So that's where it ends for them. <laughs> the crew leaves. They take Tick's body back. It's all sad. But just when you think we're reaching the end, right? D and, oh, um, that was creepy. D and Tick's monster, the, the Shugoth, right? show up and you see that D has a bionic arm. So her mom, when she had traveled through space and time, has acquired all this knowledge and designed a bionic arm for her daughter and gave it to her daughter. So now D has this bionic arm. And she says to Christina, as Christina's lying under the rubble, she says, y'all never learn or something like that, right? Or yeah, you, you, never yeah you, you never learn. And chokes her so hard that she breaks her neck, like it bursts. So um, that was amazing. And then the monster roars at the full moon. And that was like basically the end, which I was really happy about because one of my favorite horror tropes is the final girl. And I love that we had a final girl yeah. in this at the end of this um, season. So that you was don't really know cool. where she's going to go. You don't know where her, where she is. She's going to be. There's, there's no way to go but up for a woman yeah. with a bionic No, no. Arm. She's yeah. going to go. I know what I mean by that is you don't know if she's going to be someone that's going to be villainous, but in a way that she deserves to be villainous for all the shit that's happened to her. <laughs> or if she's going to, like, use it as a power to help people in that sense. So I love the fact so that, that... Actually, before you get too deep into that, mm -hmm. um, let's talk about this final episode, or, like, our favorite moments from the show, actually, in general. Miss uh, um, Reynaldo, if you don't mind, we're going to talk about this a little bit. Could you ever watch it with your hood for one of these days? She probably won't, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> she watched uh, Insecure, you know, four years after the premiere, so she might. <laughs> and girl, you need to also go over there and watch your, your sister, um, um, P. Valley, uh, allegedly. Is P. Valley <laughs> worth the watch? Yes. Yeah, because people say I'm in it. They call me Uncle Clifford. I have two people. I don't see it, but, you know, um, some oh, people okay. call him that. I don't. <laughs> I see you as Miss Carmel. You are an original and one and only. Amen. But anyways, let's talk about our favorite moments from this last episode and then our favorite moments from this show in general. Sam, that was a motherfucking synopsis. <laughs> I love that episode. Actually, well, it was a thesis, but... I, I, I was just like, I was like, girl, I was just like, I was talking about thirty seconds, but you know, I know, but you can't, you can't sum that up for yes, thirty seconds. I gotta figure out how to edit this episode, but you know what? That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> You'll find a way. I can help oh. you. No, you can't. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? I think Thank my you. favorite, my favorite part was definitely our final girl D, um, and her Shugoth. I think like she has a little sidekick. I think we're seeing next season 
D and this monster doing a little kind of Batman and Robin situation. You know, I like have a question a little, about that too. Yeah, yeah, the Black Shagoth—that's what I call him because like that. You one think that's her daddy? When a black person's under attack. No, because that it wasn't that that one. Was he there in the episode? When the dad was alive. Yeah, he summoned him earlier, right? Oh, maybe that's another black person. Oh, wait, wait, no, because the one in the previous one, right? I thought they were all like the same. They were all the white ones. But this one looks different. This one is black. That's all. I was just like, oh, that must be her daddy. (gasps) No. That could be. But so, the thing I'm saying, I too, that was my favorite moment, like I said. But for me, it's I want to see because they left it at a point where she could tilt either way on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. which I love. I would not be mad if she, like, goes villainous because I'm like, yeah, bitch, you deserve to be angry about some shit that's Listen. happened to you. I'm okay with that because I'm fine just with that Just because shit. a black girl is angry does not make her a villain. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. No, say, no, I, I see, no, I, no, 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 no. I, I, know, I know you're not trying to say that. I know you are not trying to say that, but I'm just saying that. I don't think she is a villain. I just no, don't I'm think not she saying is. she's a villain. I'm saying I, I know you're not. They, they make her someone that is in the world where it's like, okay, D is acting up in that sense. She has every right to, because it's been set up in the story. They set her up. Go mm-hmm. that right. way, no, or to go mean. the other way. So right. sometimes, for me, look. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, it. In re- like, I, I know, I know that's classified as a villain, but I just don't see that as a villain. No, I'm not I calling said. her a villain. Not calling her a villain. I'm just saying that this is just a set in as an art, artistic no, sure. interpretation. Should go this way or that way, and I yeah. think that people should be people should allow that because you know what, black women exactly. have layers. Okay. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Okay, okay so we're all on the same page. We're on the same page. I'll she believe has it. Layers. So if she wants to be a villain, she can be a villain. She don't want to be a villain. She don't have to be. But I'm just saying yeah. that if it goes either way, bitch, I understand how your mama left you and you got a, you got your arm fucked up and your uncle, your daddy died and right. bitch, you feel like fucking up some people. Fuck up some people. The white uh, police officer uh, sheriff don't put a, a pick and any curse on you, girl. I would. Be- Listen. Listen. Exactly. <laughs> the way he popped Micah, that M&M in his mouth right. just now is so you know funny. I, mean? <laughs> yes. I didn't realize I was doing that. Micah, mm-hmm. <laughs> what um, is your favorite moment from this episode and then also from the show in Turbo? I mean, okay, so from this the episode, I mean, obviously it was like the revelation of like what happened to Ruby. Um, and I'm really hoping they bring her back for the next season in order well, to find some way. I don't, think she, I don't think she's dead. But I mean, again, I think they brought the, since they brought in the whole time and space travel thing, I think we're going to see lots of returns of characters yeah. in like different ways. Multi worlds. Yeah. Multi yeah, worlds. I think we're going to probably see like another Ruby who's like slightly different. Multiverse. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think Multiverse. overall for the entire series, the entire season, the entire show, I really enjoy Pippolita. And I think her episode is like so poignant. And I think the fact that like her story arc, I think is a, is a great telling of like black womanhood and just like the idea of like, you know, you like as a woman, like she like, she was clearly a, a very smart, intelligent, knowledgeable woman who like still like made herself smaller for her husband, and then oh, yeah. finally realized that she can be big. And then she became a freaking genius, right? Like she like because she loved to be big, she just like what a piece of blue hair, magical. Um, so it's just like the blue hair, which is magical. So like, I think it's just I think it's a really great like lesson in storytelling about like yeah, if, like what happens if you let, let yourself go, and it's just like the power of like black womanhood and like how, where you can live. So. Right. I Players. Want, I, I, I want. I want. I, I can't wait to see her for season two. Like, I mean, she. I, I can't wait to see where she goes. And also, uh, the the space Grace Jones. I don't yeah. Because that might be D. Right. Well, speaking of season two, speaking of oh, speaking of season two, what would you like to see in spe- uh, season two? We'll start with you, Miss Karma. Oh. Um, Atticus. 
I'm just attracted to him. Aww. I just, I just think he's he's very very attractive. I, just, I would like, happen. I would like to see. Okay, let me put this one. I would like to see a story told very very well. I would like to see black people represented properly. I would like to see whoever the writers are not worry about what people might think about making a certain character a certain way. Because just from an artist standpoint, I do not. I want the characters to have their full potential. That's why I keep harping on D. If she goes this way, goes that way. Let the characters have layers. Don't let them have layers because you're trying to satisfy what's happening in the world. Let them have layers. Let them have layers because as black women, as black men, we have many layers. We go from zero to 100. Mm-hmm. And I think but I think that's important if you that. do that if they're a, a main character and everybody here in Lovecraft Country are main characters. Like the 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 the, the difference is that this is black storytelling. So you're going no, no, to see those layers. Like, exactly, you're going to see those layers. Zero to hundred. I want to see it all because. I but you don't want to see. But you, basically, what can I put it this way? You don't want to see a Superman. No, I don't Super, want to. See- no, no, Superman. Superman is like that one superhero who people are now trying to add layers to. But it's kind of oh. too late because people are just like, no, he's a one-dimensional this, this, that, and that. You can't be like, oh, he is this multi-layer. It doesn't work anymore. No, like people, I... like people want, like you're saying that you want to see uh, uh, layers to, to these characters and. I want to see that there are some days people are mad, or some days people are happy. Exactly. Some days we're here, and some days exactly. we're not, and we exactly. need to we need to normalize that and not. Right, right. Because it's just like as black people, it's just like if we're not portrayed in this super positive light then it's a it's an issue some it's people, I'm trying yeah, to say. and that's yeah. what superman is so people that's actually right. go up about superman being betrayed in anything other than a super positive light so when he killed general zod and man is still people were upset but anyways sam <laughs> what would you like to see in season two yeah i would like to see just like some continuation of ruby's story because i also don't believe yeah. that she's dead oh ruby's not dead um, I would like to see some better um, writing in, in terms of like, because I don't think the writers were great, but there was like too many things that happened off screen that yes, we were just yes, supposed yes, to like. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so like less of that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, definitely more Hippolyta being like a super Afrofuturistic space goddess, because like we just need that. Right. And Michael, what would you like to see in season two? Um, I would like to see more references to historical stuff. And, like, I think it would be really interesting if they pull in some random, like, story where it's like, oh, like, Malcolm X was actually, like, an alien. I don't know. I'm not saying that. But, like, I think it would be interesting if they pull in some, like, (laughs) random things like that. Like, 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 we have these occurrences that happen. It's like there's, like, a science fiction element to it that, like, you also explain what happened. So So I think it would be interesting if they do something like that. You like the Hippolyta episode. You also like the episode about Black Wall Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's really great to, like, pull that in. So. Right. 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 Fingers crossed. All right, y'all. We are moving into our second hour. I hope every girl has their drink and is filling their gigs, whatever their gigs are. <laughs> you know? Um, you're listening to Chris Say the Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. And we'll be right back after this promo, y'all. So be sure to stay the fuck tuned. Yes! Well, speaking of fucked up, honey. Yes. Thank you. I was like, she don't came up. Look at her. Look at God. Getting merch. I don't know if that's God, but yeah, look at something, honey. Mm -hmm. He's not going to let me do anything. Let's get that right. 
bitch. I see what you did there. You see what I did there? And I appreciate it. It's amazing. This remix will literally give you life. Okay, yeah, we're listening to Quirks of the Mind. I'm going to let these queens calm down. Because they Ooh. do need to calm down. They're but doing the most. All right. What I want. What is happening? Mm. What is happening on the record right now? Say your girlfriend. I'm like, no, nah, this is my good Judy. Bitch, what the fuck you mean? Right. Ladies with an attitude, fellas that are not in the mood, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Time for the messy hour, right here on Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yes. Welcome back, y'all. Listening to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. We're in our second hour. If you're just now joining us, I don't know why you would be just now joining us because why would you not listen to the first hour? We are beat and beat up. Uh, who is this we, girl? All of us. <laughs> uh, uh-uh. We are surviving through a pandemic, girl. We are all beat and beat up. Oh, you know what? You know what? You're right. I should not speak for anyone else. Absolutely. No. I and if I am factually correct. Um, I'm just just being so I'm just making a show interesting. Um, Shall we go into our song of the week? So um, our throwback track of the week, excuse me. So um, on October 20th, Tuesday, October 20th, I believe. Yeah. Tuesday, October 20th. It was Snoop Dogg's birthday. Funny enough, six months before 420 for April 20th, right? So, yeah, we're going to do a throwback track of Snoop Dogg. Uh, and this is one of his first, you know, mega hits, Who Am I? What's My Name? One of my favorite songs of Fresh the 90s. School. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. It's 96, right? I'm not even sure if I was in elementary school yet. No, no, not 96, not 92. Yeah, it was like early 90s. Yeah, yeah 92. That's my freshman year of high school. 92 was my like some of my first memories, girl. One of my first memories well, of technic- music videos. Technically, it was my sophomore year of high school, but I got put back a year because it mm. thought I was too young. Actually, this would be a really cool, you know, like little fun segment before we go on to the song. Really quickly, where was every girl at in 1992? Let's start with you, Rebecca, just because I'm interested to know. If you don't mind telling me, Rebecca, Ronaldo. I'm here. Um, <laughs> I was at, well, what grade is that, Ms. Carmo? 1992. Well, okay, so that's, that's half and half for me. You're 13. You were 13 at the time, I think. Right? I, was, I was 13 at the time. For me, real, I was coming back from a civil war being shot at. So that, that's half and half for me. That's sorry, I'm sorry. Saying. You were 12. I'm talking about Rebecca in particular. You were 12 going on 13. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I was 12. champion um, middle school in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, yes. Uh, what about color overalls, rocking the Kente cloth feelers? Yes. Spooky braids in my hair with a trumpet slang over my back going to band, honey. Yes. Ain't that trumpet? Yes. I was in all state bands all across. You know, I was. I was Bitch, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> what about you, Micah? Where were you at in 1992? Um, in 1992, I was in. I was seven. I was like seven. I was in Salt Lake City in a private school. I was wearing. I remember wearing. We had like these cute little sweaters. So like these you were like six, seven, right? Sweaters. Six and seven. Wearing no, gingham. Seven. No, I was not wearing gingham. <laughs> 
Then you see, that was like seven, maybe eight. I was trying, maybe no, you're seven. But you no, were same you, age. I was, yeah, yeah, I was saying you were six and seven. Yeah, yeah depending so on I was, the I year. I remember yeah. being in Salt Lake City, and I, I used to wear this cute little like navy blue sweater and these like little khaki shorts and my penny loafers, and that was my life. <laughs> Mike, if you don't mind me asking, uh uh-uh, uh, no, don't do it. Continue. Mm-mm. No, I just <laughs> want to know, like, um, what all, where are all the cities that you lived in growing up? That's all. Oh. Um, yeah, so I lived in Phoenix, um, Salt Lake City, um, a suburb of Maryland, and Northern Virginia. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And what about you, Sam? Um, where were you in 1992? You were six and seven as well. I'm assuming. Yeah, but if we're going by the, the Snoop Dogg date of, of October 20th, I had already turned seven mm. at that time, and I was beginning second grade and getting, you know, at St. Rose of Lima Parochial School in Brooklyn. Mm. Yeah, rest in peace, St. Rose. And because uh, that school shut down. And um, yeah, just beginning my rigorous training for, you know, in preparation for my Holy Communion, which would be the following May. So it was oh, exciting. God. Seven was, a, was a, you know, an exciting year. Ah, <laughs> uh, got you. So I was um, two and three in 1992, and I don't really remember that year. <laughs> I remember 1993 somewhat, because that's the year What's Love Got to Do With It came out, 1993, 1994. Uh, I remember uh, around that time having a piece of, uh, of a white T-shirt on my head as, a, as if it was hair, um, dancing to Janet Jackson's If, and also What's Love Got to Do With It, all the musical numbers in that movie. So yes, that was where I was at around that time, but not quite around that time like right before i guess yeah. it's it was had, right before that time so yeah i had just docked i had just docked on may 23rd 1992 from liberia honey and then i started school that they actually i was in the 10th grade going on to 11th grade but then they put me mm. back in the ninth grade so they put me back two classes because they said i was too young to be um that high up because i was 13 um just say you're too, you're too old to be. Could you imagine being in, uh, in college in 1994, girl, when Brandy when we started dating? I was, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I thought you imagine. Yeah, I, it don't seem like it. It don't, it don't seem like it, but I had I had the brains. No, that's that's have Ooh. the brains um, in that sense. So, yeah, that was a interesting year for me that uh, is part of my issue with some people in this country so we're just gonna leave it at that (laughs) okay well we're gonna get into our throwback track this is who am i what's my name by snoop we'll be right back in a moment so stay tuned y'all Back to the black Snoop Doggy Dog, funky at the 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 dock. Went solo on that ass, but it still looks same. Long Beach is the spot where I serve my cane. Follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, but don't lose your grip. Nine trips ain't the year for me to fuck up shit. So I ain't holding nothing back, and motherfucker, I got five on the twenty sack. It's like that, and as a matter of fact, cause I never hesitate to put a nigga on his back. Yeah, so keep out the manuscript. You see that it's a must we drop dead. What's the motherfucking name? Yeah, 
bound to the wild, creeping and crawling, yiggy yes yo, and Snoop Doggy Dog in the motherfucking house like every day, dropping shit with my nigga Mr. Dr. Dre, like I said, niggas can't fuck with this. And niggas can't fuck with that shit that I drop Cause you know it don't stop Mr. 187 on the motherfucking top TikTok, now with a Glock Just some nuts in the cock Robbing motherfuckers and I kill them blood cops And I step through the fog and I creep through the small Cause I'm Snoop Doggy, 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 oh Hands in the motherfucking air and wave the motherfuckers like you just don't care. Yeah, roll up the dank and pull the drink and watch it stink. Why? The doggies on the gang. My bank rolls on swole. My shit's on hit legit. Now I'm on parole. Stroke. With the dog pound right behind me and up in your bitch is where you might find me laying that, playing that Jeep thing. She wants the nigga with the biggest nuts. And guess what? Is I and I am him Slim with the tilted brim What's my motherfucking name? to take Queer Minded with you wherever you go. Subscribe to our feed at radioqueerminded.com slash QSOM. Or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and other popular podcast networks. Just search for Radio Queer Minded. Now, let's get back in a queer state of mind. And here's a message from Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, Radio Free Brooklyn has built the Wall of Lies, a public art exhibit displaying all 20,000 false statements made by our Commander-in-Chief on office after the original version was vandalized with right-wing slogans. The new wall be- will be twice as big, 100 feet by 10 feet tall. The opening event will take place on Saturday, October 24th from 12 to 5 p.m. Special performance by rapper Kosha Dills will be happening at 2 p.m. It takes place in Soho in Manhattan. The exact location will be revealed um, this, this past Thursday, so check out the uh, Radio Free Brooklyn website at RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash wall of lies yes welcome back to queer state of mind on radio free 
Brooklyn. I am your host, Deron Dominique Dalton. Yes, and I am joined by Reynaldo Posey, Miss Carmel, and Samantha Desiree. Amen. Hallelujah. I love all four of you. I really truly do. I actually I have not gotten a chance to like to get my answer on this on this question. What is every girl drinking? Renee Reynaldo, what are you drinking? started with white claw in the name of i just worked out and like you know as few calories as possible mm. but it just after i like smash you know i'm always like smashing on this um show with y'all like like i like inhaled my food and then something about that white claw like was turning my stomach honey so i just yeah. red wine uh coppola cabernet seven y'all honey she's beat she's yes. mm. real pricey um but richard got it for his birthday so i opened it up Ah, <laughs> that's the that is such a wife thing to do like yeah he got it for his birthday so i opened it up for him exactly she's like i bear his motherfucking children i'm like, i absolutely will open up his wine for his birthday what about rarely tells me no about anything but i rarely ask anything that he's gonna say no about because i don't want to be told no that's the one. That's the one. She's like, I don't like rejection. <laughs> what about you, Micah? What are you drinking? Okay, so um, wait, my hold on. Um, so previously, um, I was so I went to Taco Bell earlier because you know that's what I do. Yeah, she loves I saw Bell, you. Was it Katina or no? It was Katina, but um, so um, they have this five dollar box you can get. You get two tacos and this new thing they have and a drink for five dollars. I meant to ask you, but the show was already started. I was like, "Girl, what you got in that motherfucking Taco Bell box?" And and so like I don't like the ground beef at Taco Bell, so I always replace it with beans because I just don't trust their. Mm. Do you like the chicken? I do. It's okay, but I I just get beans. I was I was replaced with beans anyway. You don't get any meat. No. Wow. No, not from Taco Bell. Interesting. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Don't no, do I, it. I, I get it from my mama. She's the same way. So, <laughs> um, you know what? Yeah, no. See, I wasn't even there, Miss uh, uh, Karma. But anyways, continue, yeah. Michael. So I was originally drinking a Mountain Dew Baja Blast with vodka, but I'd finished it. It was delicious, by the way. So now I, so I want to say south of the border. I, t- I got some tequila, um, some um, squirts from Mexico because like my oh, sister carries it, and um, um, lime juice to make a paloma. What is the middle ingredient that you just mentioned? Because I honestly don't oh, even squirt. know. So it's grapefruit soda. You don't know squirt? Squirt is great. Squirt's great. It's, great, it's, like it's grapefruit? It's grapefruit soda. Oh, okay. That's why squirt. I don't know. Squirt. It's like squirt, fresca. There's a couple other ones, but yeah. Interesting name. Yes. All right. All right. So Samantha. Well, I was drinking some stale ass wine. It's making me sleepy, so I had to stop. Okay. Oh, we gotta get you a. We got to get you a drink that you like, girl. Yeah, so uh, anyway, I ordered some Uber Eats and I got some passion fruit juice um, going in there. So I'm waiting for it to come. It's supposed to be here in 10 minutes. Okay, good, good, good. If you have to step away, girl, step away. Yes. Hold on, no, I can wait. Is it spiked or no? Just, just... No, I'm going to spike it because I have some good gin that I got yes. at this distillery in Beacon. Oh, what type of gin is it? It's, oh. I don't know, it's very herbal. It's like regular elderflower. Is it a gin that people who don't like gin would like? Like yes, me. it's very. Okay. It has a floral taste to it, mm. which I think might make it more appealing to people who are not usual gin drinkers. It, gotcha, it feels a little, gotcha. it goes down easily. I like fruity, flowery things. 
Anyways, uh, okay. send, send, me the, send me the link to it. What, what did yes. you think of Beacon? I mean, like, just quickly, what did you think of Beacon? Um, it was nice. I love Beacon because it's like, you know, uh, you know, the country a little bit, but full of people from Brooklyn. So people out there can dress and it was very refreshing. <laughs> there it is. Sorry, you know, when you go upstate, you don't know what you're going to get. Right. So, you know, when I saw a nice tailored shirt pop out of a bookstore, I said, oh, that's what we're doing. Yes. Okay. Miss Karma, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm just drinking a rum and diet with um, a lime. I miss you, and I just got a little shot. I was going to go to Trader Joe's wine shop and get some, um, <sighs> Bring me get some wine. wine today, but uh, after um, I, they told me what they told me today, honey, the girls said, you know, they told me that they dropped some work on my on my desk immediately after that. <laughs> you know oh, how that goes. Hey, girl, we're going to give you this, but you know what, bitch? Foul. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I could not way. make it. So I went down. So I'm just doing some rum and coke and like, yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's delicious. Gotcha. We're gonna have to talk about Trader Joe's wine store after this after this um, show. Anyways, I am drinking um, Tito's and ginger ale because that's what I had. Amen. But before that, I went to this new bar that just opened up right down the street on Rockaway Ave called All Night Skate with my good sus, Adriel. We finally was able to go together. Uh, I went with my, my roommate a couple of months ago, um, the same night of the Brandy and Monica versus. Um, and I got my life with the versus and with the food and the drink. But anyways, I got a painkiller there, so I actually had round two earlier tonight. The, like their their drinks are really amazing. Their their food is really amazing. I got um, a chicken sandwich, a spicy chicken sandwich, and some fries. And the fries taste like McDonald's fries. You know, you know, like a fancier version of it. So, uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, um, you you live on the border of Bed-Stuy Bushwick. Check out um, All Night Skate. Um, it's a a cool little a cool new restaurant that opened up in the middle of the pandemic that I think is going to be around for a long time. I can't I wait to come to your place and try that out. Yeah. Uh, the drinks are good. Yes, the drinks are great. It's like it's like those type of drinks that, you know, like, oh, God, this is sweet. <laughs> no, they're not. Oh, I said like fruity, fruity type drinks. Yeah, but they have like a variety. I've, uh, no, no, no. They have they have the variety that you need. I have not tried the variety because I like I like the painkillers. So. Okay. Right. They have the frosés, the painkillers. The uh, I think Adriel got like an apple apple cider drink or something like that. Oh yeah, so they they are not friendly for the girls. Got no, the they got they got beers. <laughs> they got other drinks. As well. Not a beer, bitch. I don't want no goddamn beer. <laughs> they got other cocktails, girl. Oh gotcha. <laughs> That's gotcha. just like your specialty that cocktails that we got. Either. Yeah, they're a bar still at the same time. Gotcha. gotcha. But the food in the bar is separate, so there's two separate bills, which is different. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah. We're actually going to talk about the one news topic that I feel like is very important to talk about, you know, to have a larger conversation on that is we're going to talk about Pope Francis. That's his name, right? Okay. Yeah. He endorses same-sex, uh, I'm not sure if you all saw this, but same-sex um, civil unions in a new documentary film. And I wanted, you know, to ask you all, how do you feel about that? Do you think it's a long time coming for you know like is it the catholic church uh rebecca you can uh speak to this now i'm about to be a little messy here no not the mess where you can cut out you can keep this in yeah. uh, i didn't say anything no no that was that was just a little joke yeah i guess i'm not funny anymore um you remember uh, when we worked out when we worked out 
and we had a few girls in the church we worked at when we worked in Ohio that were the girls. Uh, <laughs> well, the thing is, is like, I mean, yes, it's a long time coming. I actually like Pope Francis very much, um, mm. very much. He's a, he's a strong advocate for the people, but long time coming, about time, the girls, G-U-R-L-Z, are running rampant through the Catholic Church. They're running rampant through everything. I just hit me. That was good. That was good. Why? Because the girls are everywhere. And I am so, I get so tired of people using Mm -hmm. their religion as a convenient way and a justification for your bigotry. And I'm fucking over it. Okay. So kudos to you, Pope Francis. About time everybody else gets the hell on board. He's, he specifically says in the upcoming documentary or in the documentary, homosexual, homosexual people have the right to be in a family. They are children of God. Simple. Simple, right? Simple, yes. I think so. Sam, what, what are your thoughts about this? Um, um, as a heathen. Yeah, as a um, current... As the least heathen here. <laughs> But, you know, I, like, stopped going to church. I really disaffiliated, really, even though I have gone through, like, the major adult sacraments besides marriage, you know. Um, I would say that, like, I do think it's great that he's making a public statement, but I want it to be, like, clear that the Pope, it, from what I read here, it, said, it seems that the Pope is saying that um, homosexual couples deserve to be in a civil union, not saying they, you know, should be acknowledged as married in the church. He's just saying he stands behind them getting their rights, you know, the, the government marriage. And that's fine. It's still a step up from before. You know, I don't really have thoughts on, on Francis, though. I never gave, really gave a shit about popes enough to have an opinion on them, to be honest. Like, I, just, like, I like that his name was Jorge. I like that his government name was Jorge. And I was tight. That he had to change it. I'm like, it would do so, it would do a little good for the world to have a pope named Jorge. You know, they, he should have stuck with it. Mm, do you yeah. not find that um, as a person who is uh, of the Lord? It's just to me when people uh, put people up that high, it's so crazy to me. Because I remember when I was a kid, uh, I'm in Liberia and I went to see Jimmy Swaggart at the state, the Liberia. Yes, I saw Jimmy Swaggart at Liberian Stadium, girl, twice. <laughs> I used to live for Jimmy Swaggart. Down. I don't know who Jimmy Swaggart is. is this oh, look it up, bitch. <laughs> you don't know who Jimmy Swaggart is. Come on, Rebecca. Man, please look that up, girl, and get your life. Honey, I was a Jimmy Swagger stand, honey. I probably stand for Jimmy Swagger harder than I stand for Janet Jackson. Um, like that. So, But it was just weird to me how we put these men on such a high pedestal like they're gods. So as I've gotten older, I'm like, y'all just human beings. We should not yeah. be participating in that. you know. But that's me. So uh, I want to ask you specifically, Micah, uh, do you think this will actually change things in the Catholic Church moving <laughs> Or any girl, actually? Yeah, so here's my thing. Like, I, mean, I don't know if it will change much of anything. I mean, I'm hoping that like, this might be the start of some sort of maybe grassroots change in the church, but yeah, probably not because they're so centralized. However, one thing I'm wondering is like, obviously this documentary was filmed, you know, probably a while back. Um, hmm. Like given... The, the Supreme Court justice um, nomination and everything of someone who is a Catholic, who is Catholic or you know cultish Catholic whatever you want to call it um, I wonder if this was like a way to be like oh like I support same sex like civil unions 
Therefore, as someone who's part of my church, you should not be opposed to it either. Because I mean, again, it's not like the Pope doesn't listen, like doesn't read the news, right? Like I can't help but wonder if maybe he was just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know there's some pressure there. I mean, granted, again, he's not American, but like he's aware of global news, and like I wonder how much of that could have like made an effort to be like, because he, he could have said something months ago or years ago, right? When he was first made Pope. So yeah, maybe, that's true. He was just like, it's time to speak up and say something, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I need to read up. Um, we'll we'll follow up on this for you all Mike, probably in like a quick news brief yes. about like uh, just really quickly about we'll probably follow up on this story in a quick news a news brief about like the documentary and everything like that in a future episode. Go okay. ahead, Tim. Okay, first I want to check. Does my voice sound clearer with this little mouthpiece on? Yeah, you sound great. Okay, great. So um, I wanted to say that I don't know if this will affect much of American politics or the like the religious um, right in America per se, because I don't believe that the most of them belong to the Catholic faith. I think they're like, you know, of other Christian, like evangelical groups. Mm -hmm. So because I know I think Catholics for a long time were also like dis strongly disliked in this country, despite yeah, how yeah, many I mean, it was a big deal Catholics they are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like a Catholic president was a big deal in the 60s. Like, that's how long it took for us to get to that place. All right, so we're going to get into the next part of our show. So we're going to actually start off with the negative. Not really the negative, but our pet peeves. And then we're going to go into, like, what brings us joy. So this is, like, a segment that I came up with that I thought would be great for, like... Oh, you're trying to be messy. For the second hour, yeah. Because we were supposed to talk about joy. When we were talking about Little Mix, we were supposed to be talking about joy. Uh, but we're just going to talk about the, the pet peeves and then the joy, because it was supposed to be the flip, the flip side. Anyways, we're going to start with that, the pet peeves, our pet peeves. And we're going to start with uh, Carmo, or do you need time for it to brew? I don't need time for you to brew. Yeah, we'll start with you because I feel like you have some prepared. Yeah, yeah. Of course uh, she does. Uh, why are you talking about that? I only have, I don't have that many pet peeves. Now You have to explain why they're your pet peeves as well. Okay. Number one, I don't like late people. <laughs> people who are late? I don't do late. Who are I don't late. I, no, not people who are late, like physically late, you know, because that's what just what God did to them. I can't blame them for that. <laughs> But I don't like late people. And I, when I mean late, I don't mind like five, 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. Girls that are like late. Because for me, it's like, if you tell me you're meeting me at a certain time, I rush myself to make sure I meet you at that time. And so if I do that and you're not there, it drives me crazy. It's not as big as a pet peeve per se, because if you tell me like, hey, like, if enough time, like, if, bitch, you know, well, I ain't going to be here at this time right here, mm -hmm. I can work with that. But just generally, I, just, I don't, I don't like. Ladies. What is your rule for that? You know, in terms of, like, when a girl lets you know that, oh, girl, I said this time, I'm still running late. Don't tell me at the time you're supposed to be there. If it's, like, five minutes before or ten minutes no, before. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just, to, I'm just trying to get into the mind of karma. Karma, karma example. So last week I was supposed to meet the girls on Saturday night to hang out. Mm -hmm. And I woke up the next day and I, I was like, bitch, I'm not going to make it. I told them bitches at 8.30 in the morning. I was supposed to meet them at 8 o'clock at night. So I give the bitches hours in advance. So that's, that's my one pet peeve. My other pet peeve, <laughs> Rebecca knows this one very well. Do not ask me a question after I don't know. That <laughs> boils 
my blood. <laughs> Wait, why why you say uh, Rebecca knows that? Because has Rebecca done that? Because to you? Rebecca is the queen of asking a question after I don't know. No, but what if it's like a different question, though? No, it's never a different question. Trust me. She knows. Rebecca, I have faith in you because I know the call. Uh-uh. That's why she's not saying nothing. Just leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> leave it fucking alone. Our grandma's just because, you know, our good sister in the promo, this is a messy hour. You know what? Because I cannot accept I don't know and I don't. She, no, she, no, she has said this out loud. She said, girl, I'm sorry. No, she said, girl, I'm sorry. I, I just don't know how to accept it. I don't know. And I do it to Richard. I do it to fucking everybody. It's terrible. You know. Because I just can't accept I don't know. Especially when I just feel like you could not. Would you, you know, accept a side eye from me if you ever did that to me? Because I was just like, girl, I well, <laughs> give you a look. Let, let me say this much. I also think that this is part of, uh, that was part of her anxiety. And I'm just going to put that out there. So mm. I'll put that out there. So my last pet peeve, and this is the biggest one of them all, is when somebody says, hey, let's do something. I need you to pick where we're going. And if I pick a place and they keep saying no at every suggestion, I will scream. It drives me crazy. Do not, don't be like, bitch, I don't know what I want. You pick something. That's another, no, next, no. I, ooh, ooh, I'm getting chills right now. Just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> My nerves. Honey. I can see you just getting aggy to thinking about Girl, it. Yeah, it's just like, oh. But anyway, my joy is, my joy my joy is my friends. My joy will always be my friends. And oh, no, that's a separate segment. That's a separate segment, girl. No, but I'm just asking what the joy was. The, no, the, I'm the, saying that's jo- the, the joy part is the second step. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, was, that was my fault because of how I uh, grouped them together. That's, that's fine. Anyway, those are my three big pet peeves. Lateness, uh, asking a question after I don't know, and making a suggestion that you really don't want a suggestion for. That's it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Sam. I'm curious okay. to know what are your pet peeves, I my mean, sweetheart I, Sam. I, I do have several, but I will I whittle down to three. Oh, um, I did say three in a in a rundown, didn't I? Yeah, perfect. And I was just I read like, it. Um, okay, so first one is when people say "huh," I hate it. For one, because I feel like when you say it, it makes you sound like such a doofus. You <laughs> diminish yourself now in my eyes, and I'm like, why did you make me do all this emotional labor now? Now I have to take the respect into my core and bring it back out and God, I your core. <laughs> yeah like i just like have the urge to just bop you in the face and say something really mean and then respond back to you like dude like i just it just brings me to oh, like a shit. very negative low place like it's instant it's like went a, up girl yeah it's like we've been going up this whole episode <laughs> so um yeah i hate it hate it hate it and like I now, when I do, I, when you say hello to me, I just dead the conversation. I'm like, okay, so you become stupid, and I can't communicate with right. you anymore. Right. I don't know the words to talk to you. Can I just say okay. this really quickly, really quickly? Uh-huh. You know, when someone says to their in their core, at their core, you know it's fucking serious. Because <laughs> people don't say at their core. At my my core, sister makes so much fun of me over it. She's like, it's not that serious. I'm like, I hate core it. Core and fiber, the fiber <laughs> yeah. might be like those two phrases. <laughs> those are the one. Yeah. And the two. My Sorry, second Sam, one is people who are like habitual um, one-uppers. Like if you say, oh, I went to a spa and I had a massage and the person respond like, I went to a spa and they had a, a super strong midget who walked on my back. Like it's always had to be like one step up from what you said, always like a retort. 
So I'm like, you know, can I just tell my story? Like, can I just share? Can we always, it's not a competition. Um, I knew a guy like that who was always like that, always like habitually trying to one up you and like everything you say, you know? And that's also in the same vein as people who always like follow something you say with the word actually and like try to like debate you on something, even, even if it's the stupidest thing. I hate that. So mm. that's two. That's number two. It's like, don't come for me. A, I was in a debate team in high school. I have the energy. We can go back and forth all day. Two, just don't do it. It's rude. So three, um, it's just America being embarrassing. Like, I hate that I constantly have to, like, do a disclaimer when people, like, when I travel and people ask me, like, hey, where are you from? And I have to say, I'm from New York because oh, being, because saying that's the that, one that's the shade because you're saying you're from the united states it just carries a meaning that i can't really assign to my life it doesn't speak to who i am so and i hate that i would love to be like i'm from america and it means so many great things <laughs> which it doesn't currently you know oh and those are my pet peeves i love it you know you're next uh renato Okay, so oh, I don't know if I have three. I have two really big ones. Funny enough, and I actually didn't know that this was a huge, um, a huge pet peeve of Fado's, but we actually have the very same one. And maybe mm. I can pet peeve of his because we don't do it, right? So I cannot stand a late person. Bitch. I can't do it. it for me to be late for, for the person that causes me to be late right. <laughs> I will literally cut you and I don't give a damn who you are my mama, my daddy, my husband I will cut you smooth the hell out for making me late anywhere to be and, and you know what what do they say to be um, to be on time is to be late to be yes. early is to be on time. on time but I will say this when we were in um because time is just not something I have the luxury of having a lot of. So I cannot stand for my time to be wasted. And if you are wasting my time because you are not prompt or you mm. have not planned well, then damn it, I can't deal. Um, and it, I probably got, the last time I was like late, late anywhere was when we were on Roosevelt Island that summer in New York back in 2000, either two or three, whatever it was. Oh, that wasn't our fault though. It was what? It was, that wasn't our fault because yeah, we don't play that game. Yeah. We, was, we were late because of like something was going on with the F train, honey. And our mentor, um, Mark Rutherford, yes. let us have it. And he was like, I don't care if the trains were down or whatever. You should have left an hour earlier. And because guess what? Because your understudy just went on in your role. <gasps> oh, yeah. I, oh, I yeah. And from then on, I was like, hell no. I'll How do y'all not die in that moment? I would have died. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, no. I had to collect myself and go cry right quick in the bathroom because I already didn't like to be late. And this was not my fault. But he just was like, listen, I get it. Things happen. In the in the show must go on, and we don't care if you're late. Your understudy just went on, and that's it. And then guess what? If your understudy outsang you, then you just lost your job. Yeah. That's, so that's that. I can't I can't take that. Um, the other thing is, I hate when people um, take take me being a singer or an artist for granted as a gift, mm-hmm. and don't want to pay me for. Oh, the fuck job. to the hell. 
I cannot stand when they just assume because it's a gift from God that I should just be gifting my services. This is my job for a living. Stop asking me people during a pandemic, during any time to sing for free. This is my livelihood. If I don't make money doing it, then I don't get to support my family. Uh, let me cut it real quickly here. Now I have been set up by this bitch on this various gig to do that for free. <laughs> but she has paid it forward later right. in life. I must say that. But she has set me up a couple of that Lazarus right. meeting, bitch. I would never forgive you for that. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm not right, talking right. about members that are like, girl, we need you to do this right quick because- Oh yeah, the free, free gigs. I'm talking about, but you don't know me. Right. Oh, yeah. Those, free. It's a great experience. Yeah. They do that shit in journalism all the time. Your resume. Bitch, I'm 41. What are you talking First about? First of all, I can relate to that. I think, you know- I just up. I apologize, but I'm done. Oh, no, 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 like anybody in arts or and our media, because it's kind of like an extension of that, like can relate to that. And I will say this, the only thing I do for free is this show. And I hope that changes. But anyways, yeah, yeah but no, don't ask me to do shit for free. I'm not writing shit for free. This show's for the greater good. And I believe right. that we're going to be picked up and we're going to be paid for these services. Exactly. Also, just real, real quick, Sam. Make sure that when you and I are talking, I am staring at you, okay? Because I don't want you um, to get me together beside, behind saying, huh, sometimes my hearing ain't too good. <laughs> and I ain't reading your lips and your face. I am no, mother went up. <laughs> I'm like, I, mother went up to the point where I was like, is she talking about me? And what did I do? <laughs> It just gets a girl's soul. That's all the Japan teachers she soul. She went, she went into that. I was just like, I'm going to get the girls in the second hour on Pat P. It's because they all going to go up, bitch. But I was not expecting Sam to be the one to really go up. I was actually expecting it to be you or Carmo to go really up. Does that make sense? I have so strong feelings about it. I'm working on it. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, ooh, bitch. I'm so Here's the thing. I don't even really need you to work on that. I'm just glad to know who you are. And no, so seriously. Allow me to temper myself. And so I know that if I'm talking to you, I need to be staring you in your face to read your lips to hear what the hell you're saying. So I don't say her. Huh. No. <laughs> I want to be your friend. To be fair, Sam, you better not give a girl a Jenna Jackson whisper and then go and then get mad when she goes. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Sam, also what, what I struggle with that because sometimes it can get really soft spoken, especially when I trail off in my thoughts and my voice gets lower. Right. But just be like, excuse me, Sam, speak up. I didn't hear you. Right, Anything right. but huh. That's fair. Because sometimes Sam goes, I just won't. Wh- I just won't say, "Huh." I'll be like, uh, "Hey, girl, stop whispering." You know, mother. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's one queen to whisper, and her name is the Empress of Pop, Jenna Jackson, Miss Jackson. For you nasty folks, and that's it. <laughs> With that being said, Micah, what are your top three pet pieces? If you have three, you can just have one major one. Yeah, I think I'm able to narrow it down to three. Um, one is corn where it doesn't belong. Corn? Like the food? Like the food. Or the there's band. places where corn is okay to have. <laughs> but like, I've had corn like in weird salads or like in weird chilies. And like, it, it, like I don't like being surprised to find corn in places that belong. <laughs> it bothers me so much. That's so specific. I didn't know that at all from you, Micah. And I would just have this like image of Micah angrily looking at a bowl of corn. Just being like, no, just 
like what the fuck is this? Like you know, like, I've also had like like random Mexican food or like Japanese food. All of a sudden you see corn, you're like what the fuck? They is have corn and Mexican food? food, like a lot of Mexican salads. They do. They do, and I'm like, I don't want those. I like it though. Well, I, I get it. No, no. Oh, I, just, I doubt. Like I like I like I like corn bread. I like corn tortillas. I like things made of corn, but I don't want corn in random places. I don't want to have it. Oh shit! Chris' blood pressure is gonna be a mess after this second. <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry. I am so sorry. Girl, my pressure. I'm still coming down. Oh. <laughs> my little blood pressure bracelet out. I'm sorry. What is your second one, Micah? Um, so kind of similar to um, Seydoux and Rebecca, like it has to do with being late, but it's not exactly like the actual idea of like people who are just late. My issue is that people who make me wait because mm-hmm. they are running late with other people. So oh, like, sure. oh, like you like you like say, hey, Micah, let's like meet me at the meet me at the bar at like mm-hmm. eight o'clock. I get there, and y'all are running late because you're with your friend Kikiing down the street. Oh hell no. Like that's why that's one thing I do not like is like I can be late on my own by myself. I will never be late with another person. I will go the fuck up. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ridiculous. Like, Cancer, like, yes. I'm Anyways, like, continue. I'm like, I'm like either have me meet you where you are, or just fucking meet me there. Like don't be telling me to meet you at place B. Oh girl, that's the one. Oh, just meet me up the road over here. I'm up. First of all, y'all know this about me. Every girl knows this about me. If we are going on a trip or going somewhere where it requires us to travel, I will not be late. If it's Bush Republic House, yes, I will be late. Yes, uh, yes, right. yes. Well, I mean, I think it's equivalent. Right? I, it's pick like, my la- I pick my lateness, to be fair. Right. No, I mean, I think the equivalent, okay. like, if, like, if y'all told me to be, like, Bush Republic House at 8 o'clock and, you, and YouTube, everyone was kicking Gassadus, and they were like, oh, we're just, like, we're going to be at Bush Republic House. Y'all to get there at 8.30? I'd be mad as hell. I'm like, also. Oh, girl, we would never do that. Like, it's that kind of thing, right? It's like, just having me meet you there. Like, why are you having me meet you somewhere else? I mean, karma whenever. <laughs> You know what? I actually would rather I would rather have a girl not show up than a girl be late. Vax. But when I'm just sitting there like looking stupid, like oh bitch, Mm -hmm. oh no, ma'am. First of all, Karma, you never look stupid. But anyway, what's your third peppy? Yeah, Um, and my third one is people who don't say thank you. After like, oh, th- after like, after like, after <laughs> you just add it to Rebecca's. <laughs> like, I hate it when I hold the door for somebody and they don't say thank you. That's my biggest pet peeve, especially if they're a I'm not gonna, I'm not okay. going to say who does that because I said I was not going to be that girl on this episode. Let's say it. Do it. Do it. I don't want to do it. I do don't want to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm being a better person in this pandemic. Thank you. But you know who does that? I would say privileged people do, do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, the oh, most. You're talking about white women, but it's okay. I did not say that. I, I was said actually, that. I, I wasn't I actually. I wasn't actually. I wasn't actually specifically talking about them. Oh. I mean, I, it was a, a larger group of people who are privileged who do that. In my experience, <laughs> my, my former friend, women. my former friend used to do that, but now I realize she all that stuff was compiling because she didn't like me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's true. She that wouldn't thank me for shit. She's like not. Not thanking you, bitch. A bitch. Oh, oh. that's terrible. Oh, oh but she would never aggressively say that. That would have been better. But no, that would have been better. Well, you been know what's so funny, Micah? One of your other pet peeves, which real quickly, that. <laughs> tell her I, what her pet peeve is. I know. I can tell her what it is because she knows exactly what it is. Don't call the bitch baby or bae or anything that. She cannot oh, take no. it. Oh, Micah? No. Oh, no. My boo, my boo, Micah. Boo, baby. Oh. I say, hey, boo, wonder she said, bitch, don't say that. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go next because I actually have to relieve my motherfucking bladders uh, so we can go to music break. But anyways, <laughs> my pet peeves are, uh, 
this is going to sound very cancery. Misjudging a girl's character. I hate it. I hate when a girl tries to tell me who I am and incorrect. When the bitch reads me and she's correct, I'm like, well, girl, she was correct. But I'm just like, when I, when, I, when I say this is not what this is, and you still try to tell me this is what this is, I go the fuck up. I, I get that. And, and it makes it seem like it's, it's more of what that is, but it actually in re- reality, it's just like, you got it wrong, and I want to choke you. I want to choke you out, you know? But I guess that kind of ties into like the second one, which is really the, the first one telling me how I feel after I said that's not how I feel. Same people. Look at <laughs> Girl, we water signs. Like that's the thing. Like, we try to tell you sometimes, Karma. We are, <laughs> we are actually on the same page, but we're not. Um, but yeah, the second one is kind of like the first one. Shut up. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> you would tell me on time. I would have no. <laughs> I'm joking. Go ahead. People who stay on shit that are no that is no longer relevant. And it could be out of reading the girl, out of shade, out of reading me, out of shade. It's just like, if you're going to read me, if you're going to shade me, at least allow it to be relevant. I'll give you an example <laughs> so that it just irks me. People are like, well, girl, you know, you're still celibate. I'll be like, I was celibate two and a half years ago. You know I'm no longer celibate. Like, let it go. Move on. Next chapter. Read me on something else. Why would that need to be, so, why would that be I, I, something someone throws at you, like, I would just say this. I've talked about this with like close friends on the show or stuff like that. You know, like, you know, because, you know, sometimes a girl is forced to open up even though she doesn't want to. And then, girls, and then girls use it against her. And I'll be like, um. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Just, what you're I'm, not going to do is yeah, tell I, the truth. I will say. I will say. I, See how I wasn't even talking about a Pacific girl? No, but I'm going to say this. I'm going to give you your chance, girl. I have participated in what she's talking about with her. That is because I'm a petty-ass motherfucker, and I claim that the house down. However, she, too, has participated in that behavior <laughs> she's talking about. So what she's not going to do is sit here and throw that rock and hide her motherfucking head. We're not going to do that. But that being said, I have been the girl to give her that much. I understand that. I understand what she's saying to 100%. You just don't want a bitch to remind you of some shit you've done for a long time ago. No, but the thing about it is, it's just like... Wake the fuck up, bitch, while you sleep. You're not no, you know what it is, actually? <laughs> say, dude, to, to, turn it, like, to, to tie it into something like larger and more serious, it's just like, it's a part of evolution. <laughs> Like holding on to shit that's old is the part of like evolution, you know. And like, it's like it's just like it's just like that happened years ago. We've worked through it. Or you shaded me, you read me about it. It's just like find something new. There are a million. There are a million things you can read a bitch off of. A, like, why does that still have to be one of them? That's like that's just one of my pet peeves. I'm just like let it go, let it go. Like Elsa said. Like, like that singer, that very great singer, great singer, Idina Mazel, once sung. What you're not going to do is that. Not here. Great. Not here. You see, you're talking about that. You're talking about some shit from the past that you need to let go. Anyways, we're going to talk about what is Black Joy. Yes. And we're going to start with Micah because Micah actually came up with the segment. I came up with the pet peeve segment because I wanted to, like, you know, be a little piece of messy. Before we go into the, our Black Joy segment. And yeah, like this segment and the songs that I played earlier actually kind of inspired the name of today's episode. So, Micah, tell us why you thought it was important to talk about what is Black Joy before we get into actually what is Black Joy. I mean, I think it's important to highlight. Um, I mean, I think one of the things that I think is really a magical thing about being a Black 
of being a black American. Well, I mean, I'm not black American. Like, I think like, being part of the black diaspora, I think one of the things that I kind of wondered about is the fact that like, as black people, because we have experienced so much pain um, and trauma that I believe that as black people, we probably have, we have a heightened sense of joy because we can, mm. we, know, we, we know the difference between, like we have like a, a, a wider, like understanding of what pain is we have we have a better understanding of what joy is in a way that i think we don't have the the privilege that certain groups of people have well, a specific group of white people have well yeah well yeah and i think or white people have I well mean, i think because of that like people. i think all like, white people have well i mean i think because like you know like a white like i think like a, a white person or a person of privilege might experience joy in a certain way but because we know pain much harder that yes. we can have a high we can experience an, a heightened sense of joy than that they can experience. Um, and I think that's just something like, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it just makes sense. Like, cause we know, we have a wider range of emotions because of that. Um, and so a, wider, a wider range of experiences and perspectives because exactly. of that. Exactly, so yeah. I think it's really important to call out Black Joy because I think our experiences are probably more magnified when we think- And as three Black gay men on this show and two Black women with the, cause we all have an intersection of identities, we even have another heightened sense of, of experiences, joy, joy pain, circumstances the, the so on and so forth right so with that being said what is black joy for you Micah I mean Rashad joy, Peterson I mean I think I mean black joy for me is um like just being able to like just like enjoy the small the little things right like being able to just like like enjoy your friends enjoy community enjoy the air enjoy good food like I mean it's just amazing like how like how happy I am just being in communion with my black friends in a way that I just can't experience with like my white friends or Asian friends and like that. Like it's just something, there's something special about being with black friends and black family and having to be able to just like, even if it's just like sitting around and doing nothing, there's something really magical about that. Um, and I think it's just really great to have that. And I think for so long growing up, I didn't have black friends like that um it really wasn't until i was in my 20s i really developed like a, a black a group of black friends so be able to actually like have a moment i could just like really be myself has just been really important to me um so having being able to do that is just really like a great piece of joy for me we're gonna go in order for my for my screen rebecca what about you what is black joy to you or for you black joy for me is sitting around the table, getting in the kitchen, cooking, drinking, kikiing with my with my family, my friends. You know, well, you know how I do when you know I don't never want nobody get no hotel, honey, when they come see me. I want right. everybody I want us all to just be laid up under one another, honey, just getting it in. Yeah. Is, it's just one of my greatest it's the thing like we don't even have to really be like doing anything specific it's just the community but we're doing everything <laughs> yeah and the other thing too is like i love like a true friend that when like even though you you haven't talked to them for a while you could just pick up right where you left off yeah. like i i love i love i love that but i don't know my specific black joy has to do with food fellowship community what about you, Sam? Uh, for me, I would say, like, 
being in a moment that you've always wanted to experience. Like you ever have those, one of those moments where you're like, it could be something small, like you're walking or you're at a concert and also you feel like, wow, I've been waiting for this exact feeling for a very long time. I've been chasing it and I, I got it. Like the feeling of accomplishing just like a moment that you wanted. Um, that's really joyful to me. So, and I think especially for, um, for black people, we're talking about black joy. Like this is some, you know, we're not often opportunities to just feel that and have to have that kind of free right outdoor um, yeah that's special to me gotcha and what about you um miss carmo this is a difficult question for me and only because i just consider it joy and a lot of people it's it's hard because i'm on i'm at an intersectionality of intersectionality and Believe it or not, I mean, there are points in my life that it just most recently when it comes to my friends, I'm opening up more when it comes to a side of me that there's a certain joy. Rebecca has seen it. And I'm, that when I'm around African people and African gay people, that is very different from the joy you see from me because I don't feel I can give you that joy because no one knows what that is. So it's that the whole aspect of black joy is weird for me in the sense that to me, I just consider it joy because I've never in my mind held that aspect of I need black joy to have joy in my mind. That's me. I'm not speaking for anyone else. I just want to say that very specifically. So that that's what I mean. Like to me, when I'm around my friends, it's just joyful. Now, when I, it's different, of course, when I'm around my white friends and when I'm around my black friends, but I try to have a similar good time of course but that's not true you can i don't have the same good time around my white gay friends that i do around my black gay friends gotcha, gotcha. but even within that aspect when i'm around my african black gay friends it's gotcha. another layer so but to me to answer a quick long story i just think it's joy i try not to put something in front of it but um i just want to say what brings me joy is seeing jeremiah's beautiful face hey jeremiah hey hi jimmy hi Oh, Jeremiah, you're a cutie. Oh, he is the most beautiful. You did get your hair cut, Jeremiah? He did. You, you look great. Who cut your hair? Daddy. Daddy did. Okay. Do you like it? Honey, he Jeremiah, loves his daddy. Daddy says number one, honey. Jeremiah, that's Miss Sam. Can you say hi, Miss Sam? Hi. Hello. Oh, so oh, cute. My. Oh, he is the cutest. Jeremiah, how old are you now? Three. You're three? When's your, when's your next birthday? November. Oh, you must be four. November what? 15th. 15th. Okay. <laughs> ah. I love his little voice. So you're you're a Scorpio. Yes, Lord. Oh, yeah. Oh, God help us. He's the, he's the, right, he's the other water sign. No, he was... <laughs> you know, the first person name I ever heard him say was Durant. He doesn't even know Really? That. You don't even know... Yeah. Yeah, because you, you know what you were trying to be shady and call me Marsha. He's like, no, that is Duran. He did. He called you Duran. I was still going to teach him to call you Marsha. Fear not. <laughs> he has time to grow. One of them kids going to do it. <laughs> but that's you are not going to use my babies against me. <laughs> Your babies, now. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. But yeah, so. Duran, what's your joy? You didn't say what your joy was. Well, oh, eating these M&M's right now. <laughs> oh. oh okay. I've always loved peanut M&M's since I was a kid. I really do. I can see it in your eyes. 
Um, oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> I'm not going to say why I'm joyful. But anyways, uh-huh. <laughs> um, what makes me joyful? Being around good people, being around, shut up, Carl. Uh, being around black gay men, other black gay men. Gay? And, and, and black <laughs> Acting happy, bitch. <laughs> happy, yes. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. We have a oh, child. No, a child is fine. He'll be okay. <laughs> okay. He is our child. It takes a village. Um, and black women, like you know, just being around like black people. When I hit y'all all up for um. Scarlet's fun, right? Oh, there it is. <laughs> we talked about, there it is, honey. Don't nay-nay, honey. <laughs> are, are the candy bars involved? Like the little honey. candy bars? Like oh, little... Honey. It, no, no, no. This is strictly for the love, honey, because she's going to do a walkathon. So these are yeah. I'm gonna do your cash app pledges. My fault. L- let me say this real quickly. So uh, about over two weeks ago, Rebecca hit me up. Uh, we just, we're not going to say what the situation is. Situation, family situation. Her niece needed to buy some popcorn. This was not cheap popcorn. This was $22 popcorn. It was expensive, expensive, y'all. But when I tell you the other day, I laid up in my bed, put that popcorn upon my chest, bitch. She made me take some of that popcorn, I, too. I did. And you put it on the pork rinds. Remember, you went up. Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Rebecca. It was everything. She went up to, oh, my it was God. Everything. It was everything, and everything was me. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I just could never popcorn twenty two dollars. No, no, it was. Let me tell you, I forgot all about that. The next time I order it, I will put you a little container and bring it to you because that stuff was so it was like crack. All right, girl. All right, we gotta move on. I would just say this. Yeah. What brings me black joy, pretty much, is all of you. So thank you. All right, y'all. There you have it. Thank you for listening to Chris Ed Amon here on Ready to Free Brooklyn. We'll be back next week with more tea, sass, and shade, all of what you can handle, apparently. Anyways, until then, bye, y'all. Say bye. Bye. Bye.